0: Hello, hello, this is Chowderhead Sports here coming to you live from Boston, Massachusetts, home of the greatest sports teams in the world. We got Red Sox, we got Bruins, Patriots, and Celtics, so um, easily the best sports teams in the world. But to start off, we're going to talk about college football, something that I don't normally talk about, uh, something that I don't really enjoy as much as well, I know a lot of other people do, but last night was the college the college football playoff championship game um, between the Alabama Crimson Tide and the Clemson. And it did not disappoint. You know, at the start, Alabama looked to be dominating the game, but in the end, the Clemson Tigers scored 21 points in the fourth quarter to take the national championship right away from Nick Saban and as a final score was 35 to 31 and um yeah nick saban i believe lost his first bowl game or his first championship um you know so he has a very had a very impressive career as a head coach but perfect no longer um but you know like i said i'm not a super big fan of college football but i did obviously tune into the game and it started out kind of slow i know the um Alabama looked pretty good you know the first quarter ended it was like seven nothing I'm like okay you know it's definitely a little slower than I intended and then Alabama was pulling away I think it was like you know 17 to 10 in the or yeah I think 1710 at the third quarter and I kind of turned it off for a little bit I was like, okay Alabama's gonna you know wrap this thing up and then you know all of a sudden you look on your phone and it's you know Clemson's coming back I'm like what oh my god you know gotta go to tune in and Deshaun Watson, man, what what a performance! You know, in the in the limelight, in the big stage, he definitely proved why he's one of the best uh, quarterbacks in the country at that. You know, in college at least, he's nowhere near in the NFL. But um, Jalen Hurts, young kid, 18, you know what I mean? Just came out of high school, um, and he performed decently. He's definitely not a passing. Or at least not yet. He's not there, passing wise. He only, you know, he was 13 for 31 for 131 yards. Um, so definitely not the dominant throw. Uh, he definitely can run the ball, as we saw. He had 10 carries for 63 yards and a touchdown. Um, so compared to Deshaun Watson, he Deshaun Watson threw for 420 yards and you know three touchdowns. Um, so he's he's a definitely more passing. Uh, quarterback than Jalen Hurts is, but, you know, Hurts will grow, he's, like I said, he's a freshman in college, he's 18, um, so I really think that he needs to have time to develop, you know, he was at the, he got them to the national championship, that's very impressive at his age, um, Deshaun Watson's been, you know, with Clemson for a long time, and, uh, definitely, you know, the chemistry showed, and, and it was all around, it was a great game, um, if you haven't seen the highlights, it was, like, a last second touchdown by Deshaun Watson, um, and it will go down as one of the greatest plays in in college football history because it won the championship. A lot of people, including myself, thought Alabama was going to cruise to back-to-back college football championships. Um, I didn't think Clemson had it in them. Uh, You know what? That's why why you play the game. Um, So definitely kudos to Clemson. Very, very impressed, and I'm excited to see Deshaun Watson play for Cleveland next year. You know they're probably going to draft him. Maybe not. We'll see. We'll see where he goes. Maybe I know he'll probably stay a quarterback, but he could run the ball. He had 21 carries for 43 yards. Um, so he was definitely willing to run the ball. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. He definitely has potential at the quarterback position. Like I said, he was 36 for 56, 420 yards, three touchdowns, QBR rating of 67.1, which isn't great, but um, it's still better than. You know, Jalen Hurts who had a twenty-five point two QBR. Yikes! Um, But still, very good game. Still, you know, um, you know, with it being back-to-back teams, it still kind of shows you that there's not much parity in um, college football. Either you know, I mean, Ohio State was there, Clemson was there, Alabama. So those are like the same three teams were in there last year. I know Washington was the new addition this year. And a lot of people didn't even want Washington. They wanted it to be um, Michigan or, um, you know, someone else. They didn't think that that Washington necessarily deserved the spot in the the playoffs. So, you know, they definitely need to figure something out, maybe make the playoffs the way they pick teams a little better. But we'll see. Um, Very good game, though. If you haven't seen it, watch the highlights. But, um, like I said, if you're a Clemson fan... Kudos to you, you guys. I think it was their second national championship in school history. So I'm sure all the college kids are going crazy right now. But staying on football, but going to um, the football that matters, the NFL. Um, The slate of games this weekend, uh, the NFL playoffs started Saturday and Sunday last weekend. And um, they were really disappointing. I know um, some of the matchups weren't going to be great, like Houston and the Raiders, um, along with, like, Seattle Lions. You might think, like, okay, these aren't going to be great games. Miami and Pittsburgh, even, you could kind of call that. But all of the games were, were not great. Um, my predictions, I predicted Oakland to win, and they disappointed me. Houston won that game. Final score was 27-14. Um, Houston is going to play New England next weekend. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Um the other game on Saturday was Detroit and Seattle, and I picked Seattle, and they won. Uh, score was 26-6. to um, Matt Stafford just cannot move the football. Uh, Sunday, it was Miami and Pittsburgh, and I picked Pittsburgh, and they won 12-30. to And what was supposed to be the great game um, that I called the winner of this was going to go on to win, and we'll recap the games, but um, they, Green Bay won, which I did pick them. I was very unsure, but they played very well. They had beat uh, the Giants handily, score of thirty-eight to thirteen. So a little recap of the games, if you guys didn't catch them, it Oakland just showed having a a really young quarterback is gonna is not going to be good. They um, couldn't move the ball. They didn't really do much on offense. Defense played well. They played really well, but it wasn't enough. You know what I mean? Oakland just you can't, if you can't score, you can't win the game. Um, so. That definitely came back to bite them, and I think if they had Derek Carr, easily would have won the game. But you know what I mean, Houston. Houston looked eh, okay. I know they um, Brock Osweiler got you know his first playoff experience under his belt. He didn't play great, but he didn't you know lose the game for them. I think, and that's all he really needed to do. Uh, he was fourteen for twenty-five with one hundred and sixty-eight yards and a touchdown. Um, so no, not great, but you know he. He did his job. Um, Lamar Miller, you know, was was a big reason for why they won. 31 carries, 73 yards, and a touchdown. Um, he moved the ball very well down the field for them when the when the pass wasn't there. Um, Connor Cook, 18 for 45, 161 yards, and a touchdown, along with several interceptions. Uh, you know, it just wow. His QBR was a 5.5. 5. Wow, 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 wow. Brock Osweiler's was eighty-five point four. That's pretty good, but five point five—that's just horrendous. Anyways, um, what can you expect? He's a young kid, but overall, not much to talk about. The game was just kind of—you know—it eh. was wasn't anything super impressive. There was a lot of, um, you know, back and forth, you know, punting and then punting and three and outs and and all that jazz. But I, um, like I said, the Patriots are going to play Houston. Um, and i'll talk about that a little bit later like i said moving on to seattle and detroit um i think this was on saturday night it was nice to come come in from shoveling all of the snow and turn on turn on some uh playoff football and it was you know disappointing again i the lions man they were so good for a stretch of games you know coming back they were like the cardiac cats you know what I mean their fourth quarter comebacks like all of their wins and you know the magic just ran out they accumulated six total points and I know it's hard to play in Seattle I'm not knocking them you know uh, but I still still think that Detroit had a chance Matt, Matt Stafford was 18 for 32 205 yards no touchdowns no interceptions Russell Wilson was 23 for 30 224 yards and two touchdowns so they both played, you know, okay. Obviously, Russell Wilson has the two touchdowns, which, which makes a difference. But it's hard to move the ball. They, the Seattle did a great job of stuffing the run, you know, something that um, needed to be done. Zach Zenner, you know, he kind of emerged. I, I didn't really know him before, like two weeks ago. And he, uh, he had 11 carries for 34 yards. So, you know, they contained the run pretty well. Um, Thomas Rawls had a game. He, he looked beast mode, you know, beast mode-esque. He, he looked phenomenal. He really convinced me that Seattle is a dominant team. Um, he went 27 carries for 161 yards in a touchdown. Um, so I was very, very impressed with with their performance. And, you know, I, I don't necessarily um, willing to like say Seattle's the favorite in the NFC, but I, you got to like the fact that Russell Wilson looks very healthy. I know at the beginning of the year, he wasn't so uh, healthy with the ankle and whatnot. But, you know, he looked good. Doug Baldwin looks good. They had some kid. who Who is this? Richardson? Uh, Paul Richardson. Who who are you? You're like Odell Beckham Jr. out there making unbelievable catches. Now I get it. There's a face mask. You know, he was pulling... I forget the cornerback's name. He's kind of pulling his face. But he... He still reached out with one hand and caught the ball like without even really getting a good view of it. I don't know. It was just crazy. Look it up, Google Paul Richardson catch playoffs. Um, unbelievable play. Um, definitely looks to be that spark, kinda like Matthews was for them in the Super Bowl. You're like, Who's this guy? I think Chris Collinsworth was letting us know he was from like I don't know, Foot Locker or something like that. He was like a some you know, some Joe Schmoe on the streets, brought him in, signed him to the squad. He's playing the Super Bowl, making catches. Paul Richardson kind of has the feel that he could be that, you know, sleeper on the on the roster that emerges, something that the Patriots are very good at. You know, it's like, who's this guy running all over a team? Like Jonas Gray. A couple years ago, you're like, who's Jonas Gray? I don't know. He had like three touchdowns in a game or something like that. Paul Richardson, someone to look out for, definitely. Um, so Seattle looks to, to um, you know, carry out going to, I think they're playing Green Bay next week, so that should be interesting. Um, not sure where the game is. I think it's in Seattle. I'm not hundred percent sure though. That could be up for debate. Um, um but yeah. Moving on, Miami at Pittsburgh. Miami just looked pathetic. I, I didn't give them much of a chance. This final score was twelve to twenty. Uh Matt Moore, twenty nine for thirty six, two hundred and eighty nine yards, touchdown interception along with a couple fumbles. Roethlisberger was 13 for 18, 197 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. And Miami just didn't belong in the playoffs. Um, At least I don't think I thought there were some better teams out there than Miami. But they, for some reason, just couldn't do anything offensively. Jay Ajayi, who had gashed, pittsburgh Steelers when they played um earlier in the season had like 205 yards against them was only able to muster 13 33 yards on 16 carries um so definitely had a step back in his performance um Le'Veon Bell on the other hand 29 carries 167 yards and two touchdowns um Antonio Brown receiving had five catches for 124 yards, two touchdowns too. Uh, unbelievable. Um Performance by him, Travis Landry, eleven receptions, hundred two yards. Was, um, so, all in all, uh, Pittsburgh really flexed their offense. Um, surprisingly, only Ben Roethlisberger threw eighteen times, but they had built up a significant league uh, lead. I mean, after the after the first half, it was already twenty to six, so they didn't really need to move the rock that much. Um, so they were just going to hand it off to Le'Veon and whatnot so all in all i definitely am not surprised by the outcome miami was not gonna win this game i had no faith in miami um it got kind of chippy there was a really just nasty hit on matt moore um and i think it was by like dupree i forget i forget his first name but yeah dupree for the steelers it was just this rollout out you know, bang, bang, play, and he just walloped Matt Moore. Um, and kudos to Matt Moore. He got up and went back out there and played, you know, and he fumbled and made a lot of, you know, bad um, plays. But he was out there. He's a trooper. I definitely gained some respect for him. Um, I know he's probably going to disappear now because Ran- Ryan Tannehill is going to be back next season. But, um, yeah, Matt Moore, kudos to you for getting back in there. And and Miami did move the ball, but they just couldn't punch it in. And You know what I mean? It was that bend-but-don't-break defense from Pittsburgh that really sealed the win. So we'll see um, how far Pittsburgh can, can go. I know they've got um, some stiff competition next week going into Kansas City. But I would like to think that, you know, if out of all the teams, they're probably one of the favorites along with the Patriots. So a lot of, lot of respect for Pittsburgh. I, you know definitely fear them a little more than i did earlier in the year in um, the last game New York Giants at Green Bay um, you know this was supposed to be like the best game of the of the week and it just did not pan out that way Eli Manning was 23 for 44 299 yards a touchdown interception and Rodgers was 25 for 40 362 yards and four touchdowns no interceptions he played magnificent um, as he had done in the regular season, at least towards the end of it, but it didn't start off that way. You know, after the first after the first quarter, Green Bay was down three nothing. But I still believe, um, you know, they kind of got the rust off and, and was able to perform because, you know, this Giants offense. What is up with Odell Beckham Jr. and dropping touchdowns and first downs and whatnot? It was very uncharacteristic of him. And I know a lot of people, and this is what I want to get to. So I'm, you know, that flying through the the recap of the game, people blaming this trip that the wide receivers. I don't know if you guys haven't heard the story. It's been all over the place. I think it was during the week before um, the game, this Saturday. No, this Sunday. A bunch of wide receivers from the New York Giants went down to Miami and posed for a picture shirtless on a boat. Um, And they received a lot of scrutiny for it. You know, what are you guys doing? You need to be preparing for the playoffs. You know, you're giving yourselves, uh, opening the door for a lot of criticism. And I hate the Giants. I hate the New York Giants. Not a fan of Odell Beckham Jr. Definitely not a fan of Eli Manning and anyone on this roster. But to accuse going down to Miami for not being able to play uh in the playoff game is just absurd it's just they want to attack odell and 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 you know he's kind of you know a lot of people say he's a drama queen and whatnot and that was dumb that he went down to miami and listen that had nothing to do with their performance nothing okay by dropping footballs is not a result of going to miami you could say okay and and i think someone tweeted this out or at least i had read it on twitter um but it was more like, and I, and I agree with the person completely, I forget who they are, but if you're listening, credit to you for saying this, but the kind of performance um, that you'd expect from someone to suffer, like I guess the kind of, you know, part of the game that would suffer is not catching the football, it'd be like route running, um, you know, it's like, okay, you were away, you didn't study the playbook, Eli called a play-in, you're supposed to run a slant, instead you did an out route, like that's a problem. That's not what happened. He was just not catching the football. And you could easily say, it was easy for them to point to say, like, oh, he's on the boat. Like, what does being on a boat in Miami have to do with not catching the football? I mean, I get it. You're like, oh, you went on a plane, traveled all the way down there. You know, it's not really doing what you need to do to prepare for the game. What can you do? You can't prepare to how to catch the football. You can prepare knowing the plays, and it seemed like he did. You can prepare being mentally ready. Um, and with anything getting going away for a few, you know, even just a day with with the team, it was with the team. It wasn't just Odell going by himself or two people. It was like the, almost all of the wide receivers on the roster went down. Team bonding. I don't know. I don't. I don't think it has anything to do. I now if I was a Patriot player and they went down there, I I think Bill Belichick would be would be extremely pissed off. But I don't think he's you know, are going to be like, hey, you dropped the ball because you're on the boat, it has nothing to do with that, so people trying to, you know, I think it was Fox was really pushing that story, Joe Buck and whoever else was in the booth, I forget, we were just pushing that story, like, now I don't want to say it's because he was on the boat, but Odell should have had that one, it's like, yeah, it was Odell's first playoff game, the kid's still young, still learning, I mean, he does have great hands, he's supposed to have the best hands, and I'm not defending Odell, like I said, I don't like the guy, um, uh, but I do think that it's ridiculous to call out the New York Giants and say that they lost because their you know wide receivers went down. You know, you know maybe you lost because you can't teach your defensive backs how to block a hail mary pass. Like Randall Cobb got behind all of them. I don't know if you guys saw this at the end of the second. I mean at the end of the first half, Aaron Rodgers. You know it's like they could either go for a long field goal, maybe just it was six seconds left on the clock, do like a quick out route or something like that. Try to get the ball out of bounds. They had no timeouts. And instead, Aaron Rodgers just steps back, hucks it into the end zone, and Randall Cobb catches it, and you know it ends up putting them up. Um, you know it made the score instead of it being like six to seven or possibly like um, six to ten, it made it you know six to fourteen, and it really you know just lit the fire um, in Green Bay, and and they ended up you know stealing the deal. So. I don't know. That's what that's what cost you the game. Not your wide receivers going on a boat, spending time together as a team, just, you know, being rich young men, you know, that just you know, hey, let's go down to Miami, it's gonna be warm, we'll go together. Like, yeah, that's a good idea. Um, I have no problem with that. Maybe maybe gotta teach you defensive backs how to how to block passes. I don't know. So just wanted to get that out there. That was something that I had heard and was very frustrated um, with. So for football, that's that's probably all. Oh, I was gonna talk about the Patriots in Houston. So the Patriots are playing Houston um, this weekend, Saturday, eight o'clock, um, because of the seating and whatnot. So that's that's the way the chips fell. Uh, Bill O'Brien, Mike Vrabel, Vince Wilfork, um, the defensive coordinator's name escapes me right now. They're all coming home, coming to Foxborough, and it should be a good game. I mean, we'll see. I'll I'll talk about it more later this week. I do like a. You know, I'll do another playoff preview for the next games coming up. Um, but it should be an exciting... But that is where that's who we are playing. Um, so for football, that's probably about it. Um, all the recaps of the games. And we'll be making the predictions, like I said, and in, in previews for Saturday and Sunday's games probably around Thursday, Thursday or Friday. Um, so switching gears a little bit to the Boston Celtics. Um, I know last time I talked about, uh, the fact that they were playing Philadelphia and they won the final score, um, was, yeah, here it is. The final score was 110 to 106. Boston pulled out the victory. Started off slow. 76ers kind of were you know, winning, dominating, not dominating, but they, they had a pretty healthy double-digit lead on the Celtics, and they were able to chip back and um, perform very well. Isaiah Thomas finished with um, 24 points. Uh, Avery Bradley had 26. They led the team. Um, you know, overall, wasn't like a great, great performance. The, the Celtics definitely um, didn't. You know, dominate the way you think they'd be able to dominate against Philly. But overall, um, got the W, and that's what matters. Uh, Jay Crowder just keeps shooting himself in the foot. He had zero points in this game. As a starting uh, small forward, you'd expect him to be able to put the ball in the basket. And they had the whole thing with um, complaining about cheering for Gordon Hayward. And then he had this performance. Um, so definitely showing signs of not want to be in Boston anymore um Joel Embiid had a great game 23 points 8 rebounds um and yeah um you know he's a young emerging star he's definitely someone that um the Celtics and, and and teams in in the future are gonna have to watch out for him he can create a lot of matchup problems but he performed well as expected finally healthy I know that that was a big um downside for him but yeah the celtics also played saturday against the new orleans pelicans 117 to 108 uh that was a good game um it was you know not necessarily like a do- like again not a super dominating performance against a struggling team only one by nine but um as thomas had 38 points uh with three three assists and marcus smart had a pretty good game from beyond the arc five for seven um for Three, so he had 22 points to go along with five rebounds and six assists. So, Marcus Smart, someone who I accuse of being a bad three point shooter, and someone who I've said stop shooting the three, prove me wrong. being mean, five for seven, that's a pretty, um, pretty good performance. And you know, no one, Anthony Davis had 36, of course, he goes off every night with 15 rebounds. We so had a double double, that's pretty nice, but you know. They're a struggling team, the Pelicans. I would love for the Celtics to get the brow, but I don't think that's going to happen realistically. So this team's still floating, you know, middle of the pack. They, they've they gotten some wins against teams that they should beat, but coming up, they play the Raptors tonight, 7.30. Um, it's going to be on NBA TV, so, you know, that's kind of a good game. Uh, Celtics and Wizards playing the Hawks, playing the Hornets. So, you know, playing some some Eastern Conference teams don't want to get some Ws because there's a, a very good chance um, you're gonna be able to help your seeding by getting wins. So that's pretty much with the Celtics. Not not much news coming up. Um, you know, just playing, continuing to to rack up wins is what you want to see. Um, Bruins have you know been playing. They played Florida Panthers on Saturday. They won four to nothing, but they they lost. Uh, That was their only win out of their last four games. They lost to the Devils 3-0, they lost to the Oilers 4-3, and they lost to the Hurricanes 4-3 in overtime. So I recorded my last podcast saying, you know, we've got some easy games, we'll get some Ws. Not the case. They lost, you know, three out of the four. So um, just, you know, further solidifies my point of them not being a playoff-ready team, but Tonight they score off against the Blues, eight o'clock, and then upcoming we play the Pan, uh, we play the Predators, we play the Flyers, the Islanders, the Red Wings, and the Blackhawks. So there's just- and the Penguins too, and then the Red Hawk, Red-, Red Wings again. So, and then the Penguins again. Wow. Okay. Yeah. This is a tough stretch of games coming up for the Bruins. I could easily see them dropping like six or seven out of the next like ten games. So, um, hopefully there's not. Um, can happen, but I could easily see the uh, Bruins entering a Bruins entering a very struggling um, week. But we'll see. Um, you know, they they just camp just I don't know, clumsily and might be on the way out. I I think he's definitely on the hot seat um, as far as the other coaches in the league. Um, his job is definitely up for. Um, you know, if, you know, I don't really know what kind of direction uh, the Bruins want to go in. If it's going to be a complete rebuilding mode, you might see him um, leave. But that's pretty much it for the Bruins. Red Sox, again, not much um, going on with baseball because of the, um, you know, it's being the winter and you can't play. But, you know, each day is another step closer to um spring training and truck day i told you i love truck day it's awesome you just move all the equipment down like how do you guys how do people not love truck day i don't know it's my favorite day of the year anyways that's pretty much it for chowderheads i know i talked a little more about football with the playoffs and the national championship and didn't really get to boston as much but you know playoffs come once a year so try to fit that in anyways thank you for listening um this was chowderheads like i said um we'll do this twice a week and I will talk to you guys later. Thank you very much for listening.